Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Honored to hang uh, with you guys tonight. I got a word I believe that God wants to encourage you guys with. And so I want to jump into Galatians chapter 5. In verse 16, oh, I meant to give a shout out real quick too. Speaking of all the youth fun and excitement, of course, uh, my daughter was at high school camp, her very first high school camp. So thank you to the Piles and the entire high school team leading the way for my kids to be able to encounter the presence of God. And then I just got to come back from our junior high camp that's going on right now. And it's so amazing, so fun to see. Augusta and I were up there leading worship, a few a few others probably, and, and it was just, I mean, I wasn't leading worship. I wanted to be, I was pretending to be, you know what I'm saying? I was just standing up there with my mouth closed while she was singing. And, uh, but we, we um, man, kids are just encountering the presence of God in such a beautiful way. And so lives are forever changed, Amen. All right, Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 16, this may be a familiar passage to many of us, says this, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict, okay? They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, not to our current culture, but they are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you. As I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit. This is, it takes a better term. That was dark for a minute there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's like, I didn't come to church for this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get some encouragement. <laughs> I had a long week already. You know what I mean? Okay, we got to verse 22 now. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. You know, we, we live in a world that's constantly trying to pull you and me out of step with the Spirit, right? Trying to pull us off course, trying to pull us out of the flow that the Holy Spirit is trying to, to lead us on. Different ways of thinking, different ways of acting, different ways of believing, and we're getting pulled from, from uh, every cultural kind of angle. We're getting pulled to step outside of or out of step with the Holy Spirit. But those who live by the Spirit, we have to keep in step. So as I was thinking about this concept, the idea uh, of the term, maybe you've heard it, you got to stay in the pocket. So I want to talk about how to stay in the pocket. 
So stay in the pocket. Uh, some, you know, uh, surfers like this term. This is used in sports. This is used in a variety of ways. But one of the big ways it's used is in music. You got to stay in the pocket. Here's the definition of this. Since I'm not a musician, I had to make sure I, I got some clarity on it. It says to remain rhythmically complementary to other musicians or to the song itself. And here's the example. Don't go off on some weird experimental solo, Tom. I don't know why they have Tom's name in there. <laughs> Pastor Tom, where are you at? <laughs> He's with the kids, yeah. Some weird experimental solo, Tom. This is an ensemble piece, so stay in the pocket. So in this term, this musical sense, it's like, hey, don't, don't go off crazy. Stay in the flow. This band's on a, a certain trajectory. There's, there's a certain strategy we're trying to head towards here. The, the flow of worship tonight. Come on. you got to stay in the pocket. The drummer's got to stay in there. The, the musicians have to stay in that flow so they don't screw up the song. Get into some weird experimental solo, right? Tom and... Uh, if, if we don't stay in the pocket in that sense, we miss it. The pocket in surfing is where the power is at. The pocket, right, basically means be, be in a position to be used in that moment, right? You got to be ready. You got to be in that moment. You don't want to get out of the flow. And so I want to talk about how to stay in the pocket, right? Stay in that place with the Holy Spirit that we're able to flow with him, operate with him, move in sync with what God is trying to do. Because the Holy Spirit is trying to lead us somewhere, Right? He's trying to guide us, trying to navigate us through things, trying to do something unique in our life. God has a plan for your life. Amen. You know, even in the craziness sometimes of the world that we live in, it's good to remember that God has a plan. Right? Your, your life is not just chaos spinning out of control with nobody engaging it. God is intentional. God is specific. The Holy Spirit is with us. He is guiding. He's directing. Jesus says, I got to go. I'm going to send you my spirit. He's going to be your guide. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be your helper. He's going to be your strength, right? The Holy Spirit is there to lead us and direct us, but we got to stay in the pocket. Someone say, stay in the pocket. We got to stay in that spot to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit, to be able to be in a place where God can do something amazing in our lives. Amen. So I want to stay in that rhythm. I, I don't want to just kind of get out and do my own thing. I want to honor God. I want to stay in that place where he's trying to lead me. So here's a few things that we can do to stay in the pocket. First is we got to be responsive. we got to be responsive to the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, we just read earlier in verse 16, but in the Amplified, I love this, this translation. It says, but I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek and be responsive to his guidance, and then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature. So to, to walk with the Spirit, to stay in step with the Spirit, is to be responsive to the Holy Spirit. So that, that's obedience. That's responding. When he's saying, go left, we go left. When he's saying, go right, you go right, right? When you lean into the voice of the Holy Spirit, when you're reading God's word and he begins to speak to you, I want to be somebody who is responsive. Not just always kind of ignoring what God's saying, ignoring a directive from God's word, just being unresponsive to direction, to call, to shift, to change, to obedience. I want to learn how to be responsive to the Holy Spirit. And when I am, when I am, then God's able to guide and direct me. 
And, but here's one of the things I've noticed is when you're unresponsive, I notice that it feels like God begins to stop speaking to you, right? So sometimes, because you know, there's a truth that God is a speaking God. He speaks to us. He interacts with us. But sometimes people, I think, have maybe tried to articulate like, like he's a, a radio station that's just sort of always broadcasting, and uh, you can just tune in and out when you want. As if God is just rambling obsessively, just at random, and you can choose to dial in to the frequency or dial out, and it's up to you, but God's just going to keep talking. That's not how the Holy Spirit works. He's talking to you if you're talking to him. He's responding to you. He's speaking to you. He's trying to get your attention. But when we're unresponsive, at some point, the Holy Spirit's just going to be like, all right, (laughs) okay, (laughs) do it your way. I'm trying to guide you, but I guess if you just want to do your own thing, all right. See how that works for you, right? See what happens when we don't respond. And at some point, you might be like, man, how come God isn't talking to me anymore? Well, maybe you haven't been responsive, right? Maybe he's just, he's tired of talking to you with blank stares. You know what I mean? And if, uh, if you have kids, you know what that's like sometimes. You know what I mean? And there can be an unresponsive. Not, I'm not like teenagers are awesome in the room. I'm talking about like small kids and stuff. But with, with, uh, with our lives, with, with God, at some point, he's just going to be like, all right, well, well, we'll catch up when you're ready to respond, right? As soon as you are, then, I, then we're, we're back and we're engaging. And, and so a lot of times people miss out on being led by the Holy Spirit because they haven't been obeying what God is saying, and therefore God has, has kind of withdrawn a little bit, right? You'll see that in the Old Testament. Oftentimes when God's people were doing their own thing, then, then he would send a prophet, they would send a judge, somebody to say, hey, guys, let's get back on track, okay? Like we've been off here doing crazy stuff. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to God's way. Let's get back to what, what he said. And if they would do it, then there would be peace. And if not, then God would basically go, all right, fine. Do, do, do it your way. And that's when tragedy would strike. That's when enemies would come to take over. That's when things would begin to happen. And here's the truth though. Even if you are unresponsive, the pain that could come your way is actually the goodness of God. That's how good God is. He wants to be good to you, but if you're unresponsive, even the calamity that comes your way is for your good. Because ultimately, he's going to have to do something. He's going to have to allow something to happen to wake you up, to come to your senses and go, man, what was I thinking? And you saw that all throughout scripture where they'd finally go, man, we've messed up. We, we've been, we got taken over by another nation. This wasn't good. Maybe we should go back to God. You know? And they would repent and they would return. Guess how many times God takes them back? Every time. <laughs> Every time. So amazing. That, that's why the Bible ends really well. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't like, and then God said, no more. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Moving on. He doesn't do that. He's just mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy. But let's be responsive. I don't need, I don't want to put God's mercy to the test. 
I'm thankful for it when I mess up, when I do my own thing, when I go rogue, when I, I don't obey, when I don't follow. But that's not my goal to keep testing how good God is in that area. My goal is when he speaks, I respond. He says, do it, I do it. He says, yes, I say amen. He says, no, I say okay. I want to be responsive. All right, here's the next thing to do to stay in the pocket is to stay on guard, stay on guard. See, uh, in, in verse 17 and 18, it says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. Someone say conflicts. We, we have to be careful of kind of the moral slide to try to blend Christianity into all kinds of cultural shenanigans. And somehow assume that God's just going to be okay with some sort of mixing of all of it together. Be like, well, you know, God's just good and he'll overlook it. And it's, no, that, that's not how it works. We got to stay on guard against the lies of culture, against the lies of the enemy. They're going to kind of come in and try to sow things into your life. They're going to create division. They're going to create pain. That's going to create heartache. We have to make a decision that we, we need to understand that, listen, the cultural narrative is conf, in conflict to God's will. It's not just a different option, right? I think sometimes even Christians can treat it like that. Well, you know, like this is my path to God and everybody's got a path and they all kind of lead to the same place. You know what I mean? And you know what? Hey, hey, you, you do you, I'm going to do me. Let's just not mess with each other. You know, that doesn't work. You do you, I'm going to do me is the craziest thing in the world. Because if you doing you means that you are destroying you and everybody around you, I am the worst for not saying something. I am not a good friend. I'm not a good person. I'm not a good follower of Christ. If I allow you to just careen yourself off of a cliff into, into absolute pain and, and, and a messed up reality without saying something. Right? I, I don't want to do that. I, I'm going to be somebody who stays on guard for my own life, but then also has a, makes a decision that I'm going to speak up for what is true. Right? I'm going to speak up for what is right. Because the enemy is going to try to keep coming in and blurring the lines and confusing things, and nobody knows what a man is anymore, and nobody knows what a woman is, and we're all confused. And it, it's just some weird stuff. It's okay just to say, no, that's not right. <laughs> This is live streaming. I was going to say something else, but I was just, <laughs> I'll say a version. I just, it's okay just to say, that's dumb. That's crazy. Like, it's okay sometimes to just be honest about the reality of something and be able to actually push back against something that is in conflict with the very truth of God's word, Right? If we love people, we're going to stay on guard. But also for your own life, be careful of small compromises. And before you know it, you're completely off track. You're out of the pocket, right? Little things, little compromises, small things. It's usually not the big stuff. You're not usually wake up one day, I think I'm going to switch to Satan's team. No, that's not, that's, that's not how the day goes. That's not how the day goes. It's just one little slow fade. One little decision to go, well, I mean, it seems nice what the world is saying. So can it really be that bad? Can it really be that? But that's Satan's thing, day one, right? Did God really say? Okay, here's the next one. To stay in the pocket. Uh, we got to shake it off. Someone say shake it off. 
This isn't an endorsement of Taylor Swift, but she made it popular. There, there's a, there's a, a story where Jesus is sending out his disciples to kind of prepare the, the cities for ministry. He sends them out. He goes, hey, when you go in that town and you preach, if they reject you and they got drama with you, then shake the dust off your sandals and move on to the next town. And there's a principle here for our lives. If we're going to stay in the pocket with the Holy Spirit, we have to keep our heart free from that dust that can clog up over time. With things like offenses and hurts, all the fruits of, of following the, you know, our evil desires, our sinful nature, all of those things like envy and, and perversion and debauchery and, and, and greed, all of those types of things, all of those end up creating a space where it's like the filter of our heart gets clogged up. And we're trying to power through life, but we got so much junk building up. We got so much pain building up. We got so much resentment and hurt and bitterness and whatever the situation might be, we get in that spot where we're no longer operating like we're supposed to be. You know, for a while, a car with a really dirty air filter can still work for a while, but the engine's working harder than it should. It's not operating at peak performance. And at some point, it could kill it. At some point, it could break that thing down, right? And the same thing with the kind of the, the air filter, if you will, of our heart. We have to keep it free. We got to keep it clear. We can't continue to allow the buildup of things in life. So we got to learn how to shake things off. We got to learn how to allow God to begin to dissolve that stuff that's on our heart. And you, you know how when you're trying to get a stain maybe out of a piece of clothing, you may have some sort of stain stick thing. Obviously, don't do a lot of this, so I don't know, but uh, some type of stain remover thing, some type of detergent thing, but then a lot of times you're going to let it soak a little bit, right? And it starts to break up, you know, the, 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 the food or the stain or whatever from, begins to release the, the cloth, right? The threads, it begins to break that up so that it can actually wash out. And what I found is that one of the greatest ways to clean the air filter is just being in the presence of God, Right? So just soaking, it's like literally like you're soaking. So like tonight, we're in the presence of God. There's things that maybe have been built up, some residue in your life that even tonight, even without even asking God specifically about it, you're just in the right place to be able to receive peace, to begin to allow that to begin to dissolve, to begin to get broken free of some things. Amen? All right, last, last thing here. And all the team come up and join me is that we, we got to stay in position. We got to stay in the right position. So, in verse twenty-two, in the Amplified, it says, "But the fruit of the Spirit," and then in parentheses it says, "the result of His presence within us." This is such an important difference that we have to get because I think, especially in our earning, achieving, striving culture that we can be in, we think of the fruit of the Spirit as all stuff we're trying to get outside of us. Like, I got to go after peace, and I got to go after love, and I got to go after forgiveness. I got to go after patience. I, I've got to achieve this. I've got to earn it. If I just try harder, if I just do better, if I just, you know, kind of like, if I just prayed more, you know, and if, if I was just a better person, maybe I need to give more in vision builders or whatever it might be. And any one of those things individually can be fine. But, but the, the way that the fruit of the Spirit builds and grows in our life is not from exterior hard work that we're trying to do. 
It's from the spirit that is within us. It's his presence within me that then the fruit begins to grow in my life. The peace begins to grow in my life. The strength begins to grow in my life. And so I got to stay in that place where God can work in me. God can develop things in me. God can begin to plant those seeds where the fruit begins to grow in my life. And I think sometimes even you've been maybe saved for a short time or maybe it's been a while, but you're just like, man, how come I'm not seeing this? I'm not seeing that. I need to be this and I got to be better. And how come I still have a temper? And how come, you know, just keep yourself in the place where the presence of God is. Keep yourself in the place where the spirit of God can live inside of you, grow inside of you. And don't be so worried about and so anxious about, I, I got to get all this fixed up. No, just, just stay in the pocket, right? Stay in the pocket. Stay where the Spirit's at. Stay in his presence. Stay operating in that space. And when you do, you'll find the fruit of the Spirit begins to grow. you find life begins to grow. you find freedom begins to come out of that. you find the fruits of the Spirit beginning to, to naturally release, begin to naturally strengthen as we begin to stay in that place where the Holy Spirit is. And, and how do we kind of stay in that place where the presence of God is. It's, it's obviously being in church together. It's in these atmospheres. It's in times of prayer. Uh, it, it's also in God's word, right? When I'm in God's word, I'm in that place where the spirit can speak to me. I'm in the very presence of the author. I'm in that place where God's word is going to transform my life. And then in, in worship, man, I just, one of my absolute favorite things is to be in worship. It's, I love all kinds of genres of music, but worship is my main playlist. <laughs> Not because I'm trying to impress anybody or sound super spiritual. I'm just like, that's the thing that feeds me. That's the thing that gives me life. It washes me. It restores me. It, it strengthens me. It encourages me. It brings me peace. It, it does something that nothing else can do because it ushers in the presence of God. And I, I just want to encourage you, find yourself, hopefully Sunday morning and Wednesday night are not the only times that you're worshiping. Hopefully this is just two of, of the many times all week long that you're in the presence of God, that you're reading the word of God, right? And you don't read, even though I'm a big fan of daily Bible reading, guess what? If you miss a day, you're still saved. You're all right. Like Pastor John was talking about, I'm not reading this because of religion. I'm not doing this out of religious duties, out of obligation. Man, I'm reading this because I get, to see, I get to hear directly from the author. I get to hear straight from my creator. I want to know what he says about me. I want to know what he believes about me. I want to know what he's doing in my life. I want to hear from him. When, when I lean into God's word every single day, man, I, I get fresh life for that day. So I don't do it because I have to. I do it because I want to. And if you're at this place, you're like, wow, I wish I enjoyed it. Guess what? Stay in the pocket. Keep reading God's word. Guess what? You'll come to a place as the Holy Spirit begins to illuminate to you. It'll come alive like you'd never thought before. It'll begin to breathe life into you like you never could have imagined. There's nothing better than being in God's word. There's nothing better than being in the presence of God. Staying in that place where God wants to speak to us. I love 2 Corinthians 13. 14, it says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's a, kind of one of those final prayer moments um, 
from the Apostle Paul, and it's one of the things I often think about for myself and for other believers. I, I want you to know the grace of God. I want you to know the love of God, and I want you to know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that. And fellowship is definitely a Christian word. And I often was like, can we get rid of it? Like, just make it like friendship or something like that. But it's, it doesn't directly just translate to one of those words it, because it, it has a, a deeper depth to it, right, of, of both friendship and intimacy, but also it's partnership. It's like an active teaming up together. When we are engaging with the Holy Spirit, we are, we are in tandem. We are working together to fulfill the purposes of God on earth. When we're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we're receiving his power, we're receiving his strength, we're receiving the closeness and connection to, the, to God, but we're also receiving power. We're also receiving wisdom and vision and direction. And so when we walk in that, we begin to see the fruits of the Spirit begin to flow. When I stay in the pocket with the Holy Spirit, when I stay in that place where he's able to guide and use my life. A lot of times Christians get disconnected and wonder why power's not flowing anymore. Because we got out of the pocket, right? We, we stopped being responsive. We allowed maybe just life to clog up sort of the, the filter of our heart. And now we're no longer hearing the Holy Spirit like we used to. We're no longer being led by the Holy Spirit. We're just being led by our emotions. We're being led by circumstances. We're being led by culture instead of being led by the Spirit of God. Those who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, right? That's who we're following. That's who is leading us and guiding us. That's who God wants to absolutely have us be in this place where we're responding and leaning into the presence of God. Amen. Once you stand with me to your feet, I want to pray over a few things. Some would say, stay in the pocket. I'm going to stay in there. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay in that place where the Holy Spirit can speak. We're going to stay in that place where God can guide us and direct us and lead us and navigate us. I want you to just close your eyes and just lift up your hands, lean into the presence of God here for a moment. We're just gonna, we're just gonna hang out where, where he's at. Allow him to begin to speak. Allow him to begin to, to challenge some things. Maybe there's been some unresponsive areas and now's a great time to give that to him. There's been some areas where there's been hurt and pain. This is a time for God to help you kind of shake it off, to get that dust off, to get that the thing that's kind of stopping you from really leaning into God and his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You know, if any of those points that I spoke about felt like they hit a vein for you, lean, maybe there's one way or another you know you need to respond to. You just make your way out of your seat. Come down here to the front. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If there's an area that's been unresponsive, come forward. This is a moment. 
Great time to just say, okay, God, I'm all in, surrendering. There's an area of your heart, maybe it's been hurt, bitterness, brokenness, envy, something that's been clogging up. Come forward, let's pray. No need to keep it. <laughs> no need to leave here tonight still feeling weighed down by it. God's going to set that free. Maybe you're just like, man, I, it's been a while since I've just been in God's presence, and I just I feel out of pocket. I feel disconnected. I, need to, I just need to come and be in that moment. Why don't you come forward? Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. As I come, let's just sing for a second. Let's just worship, and then we're going to pray over a few things. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just begin to reach out to the Holy Spirit. Allow him to speak to you. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, life, life. Yeah, God's, God's rebuking the enemy that's been trying to taunt your life. In the name of Jesus, I declare freedom and healing. I thank you, God, for strength. He's unmasking the enemy. He's He's... He's, he's doing things. It, there's just been this taunting from the enemy, and God's done with it. He's putting an end to it in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And God's, God's going to add some stuff back to you. I, I just see that. God is going to restore some things that felt like they got ripped away. In the name of Jesus, let life come. Flow in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Man, he's got good gifts for you. I just see that. He's got good gifts for you. You're a princess. You're royalty to him. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power, God. I thank you, God, that you're good and you're faithful. Thank you, God, that no weapon formed against her is going to prosper. I thank you for your blessing on their home. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness going before them right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I see the covering of God. I see the favor of God, his protection, his guidance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. See, God knows the desires of your heart. He knows what calms you. He knows what brings you peace. And God, just like David, he prepares a table. I see God just preparing a table for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. Heal and bring freedom. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Life. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Thank you for your peace right now that passes all understanding. Thank you for your mercy right now that goes before him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you that right now that you, you, have, you have fitted him, God. You have anointed him. You have strengthened him. I see God putting on new uniforms. I see God putting on new strength. I see new assignments. I see the, the goodness of God on your life. I thank you, God. I see him giving you his signet ring, you know, that uh, biblical example of the authority of heaven. And I see that on your life. I thank you, God, that you've designed him to be a man of strength and courage. I see... Uh, I also see like a belt buckle with like a you know, bucking bronco riding or like a buffalo of some kind. I, I just see like this, this wild man, okay? <laughs> so I see, I see God's design on your life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your mercy and your peace. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. God has created, a, he's creating a form. You know, like when you, when you, uh, you shape out like shapes and then you fill it with like metal or like casting, I think is what it's called, right? It's like God is casting something right now. He's shaping. And in the shaping, there's always questions like, what is this even going to be? This doesn't look right. This doesn't, this doesn't seem like it's the shape that I had said. But after God fills it and after God pours out and after the process, What's revealed is always something really beautiful. And I see God doing that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Just extend your hands towards church. These, those are up front here or even in your seat, just receiving from God. Just begin to ask God to speak to you. What does God want you to respond to in business, in your marriage, in your parenting? your life right now in your school father in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name life thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit i see like a roller coaster ride a lot of seats <laughs> it's been just going around but like taking nobody nowhere because uh, nobody's been in it but i just i see god kind of saying hey there's some again 
on a little bit of a preparation word here, I guess. I see God saying, hey, I've been, I've been making sure the track's good. I've been making sure things are good. So it's like, man, how come I can't get on the ride yet? How come I can't get on the ride yet? And God's going, no, no, I've got, dude, just be patient. I'm working things out. God's preparing. He's got good things for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your goodness, God. God, I pray for your anointing and your mantle. I thank you, Lord, for a man after your own heart. Thank you for a responsive man who loves your word, loves your truth, follows you, surrenders his life to you again and again and again, again and again and again. I see uh, God setting up boundary around your life to protect and to guard. We know God's word says that he rebukes the devourer for our sake. And I, I see these fence posts sort of like being restored, that God is, you know, like out, out in a ranch somewhere. Must be a real kind of ranching anointing here tonight. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of ranch type animals uh, in these visions. Maybe I'm just hungry for a buffalo burger. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, when, when you're restoring a fence to keep things, and, and I see God's restoring, I see God is, you know, even, even areas where it felt like, you're like, man, how did the enemy break in there? I just, that seemed, that seemed good. Like I, that was blindsiding different things the enemy has tried to do. But God is, uh, God sees the whole boundary. He sees it all. And so he's repairing, he's restoring, he's strengthening, and he's providing strength. That uh, Fences are always for strength, always for uh, adding, adding value. And I see God, just goodness on your life. Um, I thank you, God, for for protection. I thank you, Lord, for the even things that he didn't even know God is protecting him from. I see that. And I see as you're walking out in strength, as you're walking out in that authority, that he is, he is guarding what belongs to you. That's what I see God doing. You're not going to have to worry about, man, am I going to lose that? Am I going to lose this? Is this going to be taken from me while I'm out there sort of taking territory for the kingdom? No, God will guard it. God will keep those things that that are are near and dear to you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your presence. A few more minutes. Hang. We good? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's sing this for a second.
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, good to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? I want you to get comfortable just being in, just being right here. Just being right here. You know, sometimes we want to talk too much, <laughs> especially as a preacher. <laughs> but it's good to just be in the pocket. Sometimes it's good to just hang in these moments. I, man, I love our ministry team. We're always wanting to pray with, agree with, stand in faith. Sometimes you just need to be here with the Holy Spirit. You and the Holy Spirit just need to have a moment where God can soften some things, heal some things, transform some things, where he can begin to speak. Jesus came to speak to us. He came to bring us life and to give us his spirit. Amen. Let me just pray over a couple more people here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your presence. Your name is life. Your name is healing. Your name is hope. I just, I'm so thankful uh, for the goodness of God. He cares. He sees you. And I just see it's like God is illuminating uh, kind of a lamp or it's sort of felt like on a street where it just feels dark or it's felt, uh, you know, un unwelcoming. I see God illuminating something to absolutely guide your path, to light your way. And you're also cruising on Vespa. I don't know if that's like a thing for you, but... It just more symbolizes you having fun. <laughs> like you're just having fun, you're sending it, <laughs> and God is illuminating you. Because God, God isn't just trying to get you to survive. He actually has good for you. He wants joy for you. Your, your, your life is gonna be full of joy. It's gonna be full of happiness. It's gonna be full of celebration. It's gonna be full of the good things that God has for you. It's full of good things. The enemies try to come over a, kind of a wall, like breaching a wall in some type of military sense, and God is stopping things. He is halting things. He is putting an end to what the enemy would try to do in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Speak in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That was a weird way I just phrased it, but I actually really felt God was more actually giving you a command. He wants you to speak. He wants you to unleash. He wants you to say something. He wants you to, uh, you may be like, okay, what do I say? How do I say things? What, what do I go with this? And God is actually going to unlock your tongue. The, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will give you words to speak in that moment, in that moment. So thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your presence. Pour out your anointing, I pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the story that you're writing. I see a typewriter. I see, I see new pages coming into it, new chapters being written. I see God just wor working through it. We're so fearful, like it's done. Is this it? No, no, God, he's got more pages. He's got more storyline. He's got more things he's working out. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. God's turning some things 
He's turning some things on. He's, he's unlocking some areas that's felt dead. God's illuminating them right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Parts of you that felt like shut off, like you're just like, man, that's, that's done. That's old. That's not going to happen anymore. That's not going to work. Uh, God's done with that or that's passed by. Maybe even I passed it over, but no, God's saying, I'm still working. I'm still the one flipping switches. I'm still the one uh, making things happen. I'm still the one who's orchestrating things in your life. So never say something's done when God hasn't said it's done. In the name of Jesus, let life flow. Let your presence come. It's a beautiful, fresh way. I thank you, God, for that. Trust God. Come on, trust him. Trust him. He's good. He's good. Trust him. He's going to show up. He's going to show up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for peace right now. Release that. I thank you for your power and your presence. For favor in the name of Jesus. Favor in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God's eyes on you. Sometimes we can feel like we're not sure about that, if God's forgotten us as we walk through different seasons. But I see God just saying his eyes on you. It's fixed on you for good, for favor, for uh, good things that are coming in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Areas where it's felt like you've been blinded, where you're like, man, I just can't see. I don't know what to do here. Uh, I'm confused here. God's going to help unwrap that. God's going to give you clarity of vision. You're not going to just be like, you know, uh, you know, maybe people in your family line that have felt like they've, they don't have vision, they can't see. God's saying, that's not going to be you and it's not going to be your story. God's got things for you. God's got great plans in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now. Bye for now.